The current spoiler warning level is, Chartreuse. Well folks, we're looking at a spoiler level warning of Chartreuse for this episode. Chartreuse is like a yellow-green, so appropriately this is somewhere between yellow and green. Um, the suit discussed is going to be primarily featured in uh, known GGP shows such as Zeta Gundam and Double Zeta Gundam. However, there is also some later conversation um, about uh, mechanical details from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. It is limited purely to a, a reinterpretation of a 0079 design from that show. Um, and it has no plot spoilers, and I don't really think it's even much of a mechanical spoiler, but we'll have the little, you know, airport chime to warn you of it at that time. Enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, the show where we talk about Gundam and mobile suits and mobile armors and 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 the the beautiful engineering thereof. Uh, I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan from Internet. Dylan from Internet, tell me something. Mm-hmm. Do you like chocolate? I, I do. I, in fact, it was quite good. What about robots? Yes. I'm a little scared of where this is going, but yes. What if they built a robot out of chocolate? Uh, mm, 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 mm. I don't know if those go together. I, the moving parts, they'll, they'll get all crunched up and then you'll have little shavings That's of chocolate. It's two great tastes that go great together. No, no. Wow. Are you about to link something? No. Oh, okay. I, I had it in my head. <laughs> no, this that is. I was like, oh, this, this is, is just leading improv. up to me. This is. <laughs> this is leading up to me being linked to something terrible, isn't it? And it's like, oh, okay, pleasant surprise. I, I, I have no. seen people actually make a. Uh, I have an old one saved where someone does make a Valentine chocolate using a uh, one one forty fourth um arc seventy eight two as the uh, mold. They made a silicon mold of its shape, and then they made a uh, chocolate mm. out of it. Um, but yeah. So that, I thought I thought you had found something similar. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do that, you do like uh, hmm. What's the most romantic mobile suit? Well, see, not the Gundam. <laughs> I, I don't know if romantic, but the one that I think would be most delicious, and I've I've debated this regularly, is I think Xeon suits, especially their aquatic ones, look like they'd be really good to eat. Hmm. Like, I'm just saying, you look at something like the Grabro, and it's like, huh, if I imagine that as actually like an aquatic creature, it probably tastes pretty good. Just me? <laughs> I mean, you know, it certainly probably tastes better than a lot of the other ones, which are just, you know, like, if you imagine most mobile suits as creatures, you imagine them as being a lot of chitin. And yeah. probably not a lot of good good, good eaten. Well, that, that's probably why the aquatic ones come to mind, right? Because when you imagine right. those as having a hard shell, it's like, oh, it's like a crustacean. So, as opposed to yeah, any other sure. one, uh, which, you know, varying levels of, I, I don't think a Gundam would taste good. Actually, you see, the problem with the Gundam is I don't imagine it as chitin. I imagine it as, like, weird armor, so it's just kind of a man's wearing armor. And that's a mm. little... I don't know. That That's also not good eats. Anyway! Yeah. We should get to the dice. <laughs> you know what? I think a Cubely would have really good meat. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but we're going to first roll a d6 to see where we end up on our, our category. Uh, for folks at home, since I didn't reveal this last time... Um, we have a number of a number of tabs on this this spreadsheet here. Um, so a one or a two is going to be early UC. A three is going to be late UC. A four is going to be very late UC. Did I do math bad? I feel like oh yeah no that's good we're good. Uh, a five is going to be after colony and a six is going to be future century. Okay. Yep. So that way we have. 
this is still the uh, relatively GGB friendly episode. Um, yes, yes. Um, if there are certain numbers, if we roll on after colony, that I will have to roll again. Um, just a couple, but yeah. Two. We are still in early UC. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but we are on our we are on our twenty one through forty section. Look, I can't uh, help it. it. This is the this is the section that I know I mean, the most okay, about. Listen, so <laughs> you don't have the sheet open. I can tell because of how Google Documents works. Yeah. Pull it up and uh, and pick a number. Guess before I roll this d twenty. This is fun. Oh, uh, shoot. I would have to log into Gmail and do that for the link, actually. So. Ah, all right, fine. I'm uh, sorry. We'll just, okay, just pick, a, just pick a number then, 21 through 40. Uh, 36. 36, okay. Huh, all right. Uh, 12, which would in this case be 33. 33 is... The Hyakushiki... Oh, oh, the Golden Boy. We get to talk about the Golden Boy. Okay. We sure do. Okay, so that's a fun one. All right. So, I wasn't expecting to get a Hyakushiki already, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, Hyakushiki, the uh, the famous uh, Hyaku, of course, being 100, and Shiki being type, the Type 100, MSN 00100. Yep. Um, lots of 100 motifs going on with it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Hyakushiki is a fun design, and I quite like it. Uh, so, Six, how do you feel about the Hyakushiki? Actually, you first? know, I used to, before, when I, okay, the first Gundam I ever saw, okay, the first Gundam I ever saw was Wing. The first UC I ever saw was I watched the first two episodes of Zeta completely out of context and i was like i can't stand this camille kid (laughs) um my feelings have since changed but at the time (laughs) i feel like i feel like zeta zeta asks a lot from the start right Um, yes that's fair yeah and and as part of association of that i was um i also in other parts of my life am a person who has a negative opinion of primarily gold aesthetics hmm Okay. However, however, I think the Hyakushiki is a really cool mobile suit. And one thing that is is kind of sad to me is how much um, model kits, how much Gunpla have struggled to capture that because of the quality of that that gold look represented in in the in the Gunpla has varied greatly. Yes. So you have some that are really good examples, like the recent Master Grade 2.0 of it that I think was. was that two years ago maybe last year um but uh the hyakushiki 2.0 has a really wonderful gold with a really good texture it's actually a newer style of plating that they've been doing on more and more kits luckily to like um the for another mobile suit that does it like the double zeta verka uh has several silver parts using the same kind of uh method it's like a weird kind of grainy gold that looks really nice before that, your two choices kind of tended to be either, do you want really reflective plating, which in my opinion, especially as a design is more complex, kind of looks a little bad, mm-hmm. or do you want a hunk of cheese? Uh, not just yeah. yellow, but actual, like, they do a glossy plastic, and it's a really gross kind of cheesy, like, phlegmy looking, I, I hate it. I actually hate that plastic a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and then there was like one he there was like a one main line I think that was yellow, and then sometimes they would do like uh, little side kits for it as yellow. And I, I think I would honestly take the yellow over the uh, the cheese. I don't I don't like the cheese. And it's honestly easy to understand why it's such a challenge for them. Um, I mean, you know, first of all, it's just a very unique color for a mobile suit. Though, I mean, unique means one of a kind. That's not true. Since the Hyakushiki, there have been plenty of other golden mobile suits, but it certainly was the first historically um, mm-hmm. in Gundam. And also, I mean, you know, this was a hand animated show. Obviously, it didn't really look like gold gold. That's not how yeah. animation works. Like, it, it was obviously shiny. Like, there were there were a lot of bits where they would draw accenting to make it look shiny. But yeah, like, it, 
it doesn't it, it it doesn't always come across as like oh this is just a gold mobile suit because there are mm-hmm. a lot of frames where it's just it's just solid yellow and i mean you know that's fair i mean trying to draw in shines for every detail shot of the hyakushiki is probably a bit of a pain um yeah it just but... it just leads to a point where if you are a uh, person trying to convert this into a model and looking at the art you have a bit of a challenge on your hands mm-hmm. uh yeah. but we are perhaps getting a bit ahead of ourselves uh dylan scholar student of mobile suit design what what's what is this machine so, the Hyakushiki is a fun machine because, um, well, okay, it depends on how we look at it, but uh, from the real-life perspective, um, I believe it was Nagano, one of Nagano's designs. Yeah, book, it was, uh, Nagano book. was the designer. Yeah, so, um, of course, it looked a little different in the original illustration by him, um, because Nagano has a very unique art style. Nagano also known for doing uh, mobile suits like the Kibale. Um, he also did the uh, the Rictius, I believe. Uh, hmm. And he also worked on several other several other shows um, as well as his own shows, uh, such as Five Star. He has Five Star Stories, which is a manga um, that he writes. Um, you have uh, Elgheim, which is another Tomino. Uh, show that also features designs prominently done by him. He has a very unique art style, and I actually quite like it a lot. Um, but yes, yeah, so he his design, you know, rather than them just not using it, was instead kind of converted and edited into the Hyakushiki as we know it. Um, and it's it's an interesting design now because in universe, it's actually related to the Zeta in-universe. It is a... I don't want to word it as failed, but it is kind of a failed Zeta. Um, mm-hmm. It uh, it had a... Trans- it was a transform... It was designed originally as a transformable mobile suit, and then its structure was not holding up the transformation so well, so they instead scrapped the idea and then just used, you know, that the face frame idea as the Hyakushiki. Um... The prototype of it, um, which um, was the Delta Gundam, which is something that predates some later stuff, but it actually, I don't think, got art until way later. Um, But I had always heard it mentioned, uh, I think it was like mid-2000s, trying to remember. Uh, it says here that uh, this I, I am not familiar with the Delta Gun. I'm looking at the page for it now, and it says that it was never actually built. Uh, yes, schematic, well, that's basically. that's always the thing, right? Yeah, that's always your thing. Is uh, it was never actually finished, or it was never. You're gonna run into a lot of that when we start talking a lot of side story stuff because it's one of the easiest explanations for well, why don't we see this thing? Is oh, it was planned, but it was never built. But it does exist in a computer mm-hmm. bank somewhere, you know. Um. But yeah, the Delta, though, is also an interesting design. Um, Again, obviously, in-universe, the explanation for it never being built is, well, it it couldn't hold up the transformation, so why would you build something that's going to break? Instead, you get the Yakushiki, which, even though it doesn't transform, funnily enough, a few of the model kits actually implement uh, having the legs be able to do the movement for transformation, like being able to uh, swivel in such a way to uh, emulate that, um, which I think is always a huh. fun feature. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's really clever. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, plus, it means if they ever decide to do a Delta Gundam, you know, they can uh, they can always reuse some parts of the frame. So it's it's a smart idea, too. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, um, the... The Delta is an interesting, neat little design, though. I do like it. Yes, uh, I think its original appearance was actually in Gundam MS Graphica, uh, which is... Um, I don't believe that it's ongoing, even though the wiki is claiming otherwise, but it was first published December 1st, 2006. Um, mm. And it features mostly, looks like, Zeta-era designs and some um, CCA-era designs and uh, one particular late-use design that hopefully we'll be able to go over at some point. But yeah, so 
Wow, um, and it, it, it includes uh, Johnny Lightning, who is even a knockoff of Johnny Ridden. There are, like, Johnny Ridden knockoffs? Okay, so... Uh, hmm. I want to think that this Johnny Lightning might just be Johnny Ridden operating under a different name, because I think that's sometimes been a plot point, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, hmm. But I would not hmm. be surprised if you were to tell me that... Johnny Lightning was actually an alias of Johnny the Crimson Lightning Ridden, you know. I I'd believe you. But anyway, That's so... such a bad alias. <laughs> the, um, Yakushiki, besides having, like, that little backstory going on with the Delta, uh, has some other really cool stuff going on. Uh, it still has some relation to the, uh, Mark II, because, uh, the movable frame from the captured Mark II was used to basically, they reverse engineered that, uh, in order and to improve the Delta Gundam and then make it um, a really notable thing about it, I think uh, that's very striking about it. Besides the gold, obviously, that's the most striking part, would be uh, it's got these two huge uh, wing binders in the back, and I love them. Uh, mm -hmm. They're just uh, used for, I assume, just AMBAC movements, stuff like that. Um, and they look really cool, and that's the most important part of you adding something to a robot. Like, you can... You know, you can uh, you can have explanations for what it does, but also, and I always think that's good. It's why I tend to like you know, quote unquote, real robot shows. But there's still an element of coolness to it, and I, I think the wing binders just look really cool. Um, I I love a good I love a good like wing binder or like really big verniers on the back. I just love the look of those on any mobile mm -hmm. suit. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so uh. And then another uh, interesting aspect is, uh, speaking on the legs, how I was talking about, you know, it having the uh, transformation, but another really neat thing, I think, is I like all the exposed mechanics on the lower legs. Um, like, it has a lot of the inside of the leg just exposed, and I think that's really cool, um, just mm -hmm. in terms of look. Uh, and it's just a, it's a striking machine. I mean, if you were to color this in tricolor and... Uh, just give it, you know, a standard two-eye setup. Uh, it, it, I mean, it is a Gundam. It's a unique Gundam, but it would be a Gundam. <laughs> mm hmm mm hmm And I, I like it a lot. Um, uh, the eye situation is actually another thing I could quickly bring up is, uh, so the eyes on the Hyakushiki are always fun because you've got a few different, uh, things going on with it. Sometimes it's just shown, like, a big black pair of shades, like, similar to the ones Quattro wears. Um, sometimes uh, you can see two uh, red eyes underneath, uh, which I think is really cool. And sometimes it gets shown more like a sort of screen. Like, you will get all these, like, little, like, lines going across it. Like, the whole thing, like, the whole visor is just a screen. And mm. I love the look of all of these things. All of them are great. <laughs> um... Just a really unique and cool design, though. Uh, even though, like, it doesn't, like, super deviate from your standard mobile suit shape, I think it just has a lot going for it, uh, just even besides the gold. And it's just mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, and so also, as, as the series went on, um, it got access to some other weapons, and some that I think, like... I, don't, I mean, I, 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 I am I'm being greedy, right? I want to talk about the Mega Bazooka Launcher. I mean, <laughs> look, it, it might be considered a separate machine, but you cannot discuss the Hyakushiki without talking about it having a giant-ass motherfucking gun <laughs> um, that it can just jump into. Uh, the yeah. Mega Bazooka Launcher rules. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, it... It's it's just a giant it's it's a giant gun that you write in. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, um, so basically it is a a like a warship's cannon with its own dedicated reactor and just like like handles and pedals. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um it just it, it gets to it gets to wipe out uh a absolute uh just metric shit ton of uh Gaza sees uh, in the one conflict. Uh, Axis is like, we have arrived onto the scene, and Quattro's like, no, you haven't. Um, is how I think of it because um, that's the that's my main memory with it is always remembering just all the poor um, the 
poor little uh, Gaza Seas getting wiped out. Because I, I actually quite love those little machines, and they just are completely uh, jobbed out there. It's, but um, a little. <laughs> yeah, very much so. They don't get a good showing in Zeta. Um, honestly, um, they don't, they don't, I don't think they ever get a good showing. I yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like trying to think. I'm like, does Double Zeta? They don't even really come up in Double Zeta because then you have an upgrade. But anyway, we'll save that for another episode. Um, before I get off onto a tangent about a different mobile suit, let's stick to the uh, Hyaku. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, and then, yeah, the Hyakushiki's cool though. Um, and then the other thing to talk about it from the technical aspect would be um, that it, it, has an anti-beam coating over it. It is one of the sometimes, depending on what you're reading, the explanation for it being shiny. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, again, this depends on the source you're reading, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, because well, I mean, as that's we what all they know, say. It, that's what yeah. they say in Zeta. They do say it in Zeta. Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, like I said, sometimes it, it's it's a weird thing, right? Because then you. It, uh, the reason it comes up later is because there are times where they use anti-beam coating on things and it doesn't make them shiny. So mm. it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, <laughs> um, sometimes things want to try to explain that. And then everything get, tries to explain everything and it doesn't sure. always go well because everything starts conflicting with each other. Well, but I, that's feel because... like, I feel like you can just assume that there are like multiple types of, of beam resistant yeah. coating. It's just a different version of the technology. That's fair. That's fair. Um... But the, uh, yeah, of course, beam-resistant coating doesn't mean completely immune to them. It just means when it gets shot, it doesn't make the whole mobile suit explode. Mm-hmm. As, as, as is wont to happen frequently in that era when you get hit by a uh, beam rifle. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, let's see. And then besides the Mega Bazooka Launcher, which, you know, just its big one, you've got mm-hmm. a... Just regular old clay bazooka, which is similar to, uh, not, I think it's actually the exact same one that is used by the Rithias. Um Yeah, I think have... I think the bazooka and the beam sabers are literally both just, like, taken from the Rikdias. Mm-hmm. Its beam sabers do have that unique shape where it's, like, the uh, very, like, t- sort of tapered open end where the beam saber comes out of. Um, and then mm, it has I was a... forgetting that. Yep. And then it's got a very uh, unique beam rifle. Uh... Which I say because, unlike most beam rifles, uh, its targeting sensor is under the barrel. Um, most beam rifles tend to have, you know, they try to emulate looking like a gun so you know what it is. Typically on the top mm-hmm. you have like a scope or something, and it's not actually like a physical scope for most mobile suits. It is just a electronic sensor. Um, the Hiyakushiki right. kind of changes that up by having one under the barrel and instead of having a lot of tubing on the top, which I like. I, I think is just cool looking because... Even though it's still recognizably like a weapon, it is a lot more of its own unique flair going on with it rather than, you know, just looking like a gun but scaled up. <laughs> and it's one of those interesting things about mobile suit design, right, is the tendency of designers to emulate, like, human design and things designed for humans even when that's not necessary. And deviations mm-hmm. from it are interesting as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can appreciate it because, yeah, like like you mentioned, though... When you, when you start having these unique ones, it makes them all the more interesting for being like that. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of mobile suits have a lot of weird, like, sometimes mechanisms that you look at it and you go, huh, this is made for a person, but you probably could do better on a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like, sometimes, like, with how the ammo is loaded such and s- stuff like that. Of course, over time, you know, you start getting more specialized things. Um, but speaking of which, its beam rifle also is cool because, uh, the E-Pack is top-loaded. Um, it's just a little pack in the back. It's actually pretty visible when you look at the rifle. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's neat. Um. Also, True Gundam, Head Vulcans. Yep, it has Head Vulcans. It actually makes good use of them at, uh, a couple of points. Um, one particular one I'm remembering at the very end of Zeta, uh, when, uh, you know, the Hyakushiki and the Kubele are in their little fight, and he notices the, uh, when Char notices the, um, crackling circuitry on the inside of the ship, and he fires at it in order to make the ship explode so mm-hmm. that, um, Haman is forced to retreat because, uh, she kind of had him dead to rights there. Kubele is a very strong machine, mm-hmm. even for its time, especially for its time. 
Um, yeah, I mean the 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 advent of funnels really changed uh, new type warfare pretty severely. And even at the time, the Hakushiki was a good machine, but it was pretty quickly outdated. Yeah, not quite as outdated as the Mark II, but I mean it's very simple and. The thing with the the Hiyakushiki to keep in mind, this is a mobile suit that they kept running all the way up until Double Zeta, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And by the time of Double Zeta, it's not bad, but by Double Zeta, everything is just tons of built-in weapons. And then here you have this thing whose gimmick is just, I'm shiny and I resist beams, and I've got, you know, handheld weapons. <laughs> And also because of so much of Double Zeta occurs on, on planet side, on the Earth, you can't make use of that one like really remarkable feature, the Mega Bazooka Launcher. You can't use that on a planet's surface? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, it would probably just kind of slam into the ground. Um, it's actually probably where we get the... Uh, it might be another reason why we get the uh, uh, other, other big beam cannon thing that they ride on in Double Zeta, the Mega Rider. Um, oh, yeah can't remember what the Hyakushiki uses. I know the Mark II does. I, I think they all... I think the whole... I, th I think all of our good friend Shangri-La kids all, like, use it at least once. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. The, which is... It, the Mega Rider itself is kind of a scaled-down version of the Mega Bazooka Launcher. A lot more of a transport vehicle with a very big gun on the front of it rather than just, this is a gun. <laughs> which, the mm -hmm. Mega Bazooka Launcher is just, this is a gun. There's nothing else. Um, plug your mobile suit into it. Um, hell, plug another mobile suit into it uh, with the Methus, and you know, we need yeah. all the juice we can get for it because it's just a gun. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Hyakushiki though does uh kind of start falling behind to um later mobile suit development just due to you know a lot a lot of things in zeta go for handheld weapons with a couple of gimmicks uh, a lot of transformables or like you know things that make sense like the hyakushiki's wing binders things that help them maneuver and then by the time of double zeta you're getting into like uh you know a uh, neo zeon of axis starting to just put not not only all that stuff on on a mecha but also like just a ridiculous amount of missiles of beam cannons and all of them built into the mecha um clearly after uh the the gaza seas were wiped out um um for the most part uh in zeta haman was like ah okay we need to redouble our efforts and instead of making something really cheap let's just make everything very expensive mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it feels like there's a very interesting timeline of like the philosophy of mobile suit design through uc right where at first mm -hmm. you had um, like the the Zaku one and two, and that whole era where basically the philosophy was, if you have a mobile suit, you win. Yeah, right? yeah. You don't you don't have to specialize or anything other than like you get little tweaks of it here and there. Like you get like you know the Dom is able to hover on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, but like mobile suits in the one year war are very much person in armor holding a gun. Mm -hmm. The Zeta era, you start with that, but it, uh, the machines are a lot fancier, and then suddenly, now they transform. You know, you get a lot of wave riders. Yeah, I feel like it's Zeta is the is the era that, that begins about being, like, uh, specifically, I would say, beam weapons and mobility. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's when, uh, not only can every mobile suit use a beam weapon, it's also when beam weapons have ammo packs so they don't have to use a limited number of shots like uh, they do in uh in earlier uc and um, also people start to develop defenses against them right because like in in uh 0079 if the gundam shot you with your beam rifle you were gone yeah no <laughs> you got hit by the and not only that that beam rifle was not just a beam rifle that beam rifle was overtuned even by later standards of beam rifles it mm. was basically a battleship cannon that the gundam was holding so you got hit by it yeah no there was no protection other than you know barring a case like the big zam where you've got a giant eye field or something but again that's not practical for your run-of-the-mill mobile suit if you were mm -hmm. shot whatever was shot was gone and there's a good chance it was going to rip up the rest of your mobile suit with it um yeah whereas you know, in Zeta, you do have a lot of beam weapons around, um, and they do do a lot of damage still, but, like, 
you know, it's the norm. Everything has them. So mm-hmm. once you get to a point of everything having beam weapons, you know, you start getting a lot of like, okay, well, how do we protect against beam weapons? In the Hyakushiki's case, it has a beam-resistant coating. Um, you've got some mobile suits like VO and stuff that are just giant and bulky. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just a different trend towards like, okay, what are we going to do to deal with, like, you know, beams? What are we going to do to... Well, how do we add mobility to our mobile suits? How do we fight better in space? Because, you know, there's a lot more space combat there, too. Um, and there's just... So that's where you get all these really cool design changes. And then Double Zeta iterates on that even further. Um, and not to go too far into the future, I think CCA is where you get, like, what becomes... Okay, now we know what the standard is for a mobile suit. And then mm-hmm. so CCA onward kind of has a decently consistent idea of what you do with a mobile suit. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, in, in some ways I find it a little boring, but yeah. Um, the uh, but yeah. So the Hyakushiki though is definitely um, is definitely a thing that is kind of like I don't want to call it a test bed, but it it's it's got a very unique feature to it, right? The beam was encoding at the time, very unique. Um, and it's just another one of those evolutions of okay, well everything has beam rifles. How do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mobility and making sure that you don't die in one shot when you get hit by a beam. Uh, and it's also, we're, we're going to dip into that that classic mobile suit variations talk. It's time for the Hyakushiki Kai. Yes! Yes! I was hoping for this. So, these are some of my favorites now. So, I like the Hyakushiki, don't get me wrong. But, I love all the Kai variants. Um, So... The Hyakushiki Kai is a Hyakushiki with more like a Xenomorph head. Um, and instead of the wing binders, you get a giant barrel-like um, thing of verniers on the back um, that is able to rotate on either side, as well as two two fins that kind of resemble, you know, the uh, wing binders just going downward mm-hmm. instead of having them go all the way up and down. And this thing is great. It is just... The Hyakushiki, but beefier, and I love uh, that. Um. <laughs> so this is going to be the first ever instance, like, mark it on your calendars, episode four. I think this thing sucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I love it. I love it. Um, sad that the model kit uh, decided to go for, after I just talked about the 2.0 having the really good uh, gold on it, the 2.0 of this for whatever reason, all of the Hyakushiki variants, uh, they used, um, on the Hyakushiki Kai mass production type, they used the cheese gold, and then on just the base Kai, they used the very reflective one. And I mean, I guess that's better than the cheese gold, but it's still like, ah, uh, you could have used the good one. Yeah. I love this thing, though. Um, it is just, it is just a beefier Hyakushiki. Um, it's got little, um, hard points on the shoulder so it can mount uh different weapons up there including a beam gatling which is a really weird thing for the time and the even weirder thing because they specifically make note that this is not a beam weapon a pulse laser gun and i'm very curious now of course this thing was never animated that is just a really weird choice because you don't get lasers that often in no. uh, universal century because beams are the thing you do but no this is very specifically a laser um now sometimes it gets called a beam gun in certain notes but a lot of things on the modern time do just call it specifically specify it as a laser and i it's just a really weird weapon for it to have um yeah it's also got some wrist grenade launchers mm -hmm. some real Uh, uh some real uh alex energy there yeah or uh just from the same era, the Zeta Gundam's little grenade launchers in the wrist, too. Oh, yeah, I um, guess so. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and of course, it's able to ride the Mega Bazooka launcher because, you know, every, theor- theoretically everything can, but, uh, mm-hmm. or well, most things can of that era, but yeah. So, the Kai, you know, other than the physical differences, though, not a lot of differences besides the hard point. Like, you know, it's mostly... This similar design, just with some different features. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you start getting real ridiculous. So, uh, just a quick note to get out of the way. There's a mass production version of the Hyakushiki Kai. All this is, is 
put some of the old Hyakushiki parts on the Hyakushiki Kai, like the skirts and parts of the leg and stuff. Uh, it's basically just a toned-down Hyakushiki Kai. Um, still has the elongated, like, xenomorph-looking head. Mm-hmm. Still has the uh, big shoulders with the hard points. But, like, the backpack doesn't ha- is just the Hyakushiki backpack minus the binders. That thing sucks. I think it's boring. Um... But you're about to you're about to what you're about to pivot to is I I think the the uh, Hyakushiki Kai for my money it's like you made these changes and I think it just looks it looks silly and I don't like it but then they pivot into full silly in a way I can get behind. Fair. So then you have the Hyakushiki Kai full armor type or full armor <laughs> Hyakushiki Kai. That is a mouthful. Um, I it's also a mouthful of a machine like try fitting that thing in your mouth Jesus Christ yeah so the Hyakushiki Kai full armor uh, or full armor Hyakushiki Kai either variant way you want to word it uh, is a absolute behemoth of a mobile suit and I love it it is it's just, pretty awesome <laughs> it is just it does not resemble the Hyakushiki Kai anymore even it's got armor thrown over it it's got side skirts that are so big that they're like over the front skirts in part you've got these giant boosters on the legs you got still got the same backpack um but the top of the backpack has these giant beam cannons added to it uh it's got these two big fins that fold down on the chest that uh contain the gun uh for when they pop down uh it's just so cool it's such a cool machine um it's primary beam rifle is just using like a scaled down mega bazooka launcher and it is ridiculous i love it it is one of my favorite of the uh weird side story suits yeah Um, i i really really love this design in that it does feel like it strikes it strikes at like a design philosophy that like i can get behind this right for for me the hyakushiki kai doesn't feel different enough from the Hyakushiki. It just feels like it loses some of the elegance that I like personally. Um, fair, but with fair, the full fair. armor, there's this just this philosophy of like, what if a Hyakushiki just had no self-respect? <laughs> just went like like God. whatever piece of metal you have lying around, strap it to me. <laughs> it's got a lot of really neat weapons too. A lot of which we don't know what they look like because again, this is the problem with side story machines. So. Uh, frequently they get displayed in games and that's where you have to kind of glean what it does but the problem is they're not always consistent um Mm. you know so it has we know it has a weapon called explosive bolt what the explosive bolt takes the form of varies depending on what you're looking at whether you're looking at a g-gen game or a super robot wars game um my favorite is when they show it off as like sort of a it when it punches you, it uh, has these like bi- uh, bolts go off into the enemy, like almost like how a pile bunker mm, does. And sure. that's what a lot of games tend to do, which is really cool. Uh, like you can see, you can see that um, uh, over the wrist, it has those like three little uh, red dots. That's usually what's interpreted as it. Uh, it's just what those do very much varies depending on what you're looking at, and it is great. I guess I I'm, love this. I'm thing. imagining that whole thing sliding down over the fist when it punches. I guess. Yeah, I th- I think that uh, is what Super Robot Wars MX does with it. I'd have to rewatch mm-hmm. the animations. Um, has it has beam cannons? It has mega particle cannons. It has that long mega buster, which is the you know the um. The, scale down, the scale down mega bazooka launcher. launcher it's got a beam rifle it's got beam sabers it's got a beam pulsar gun i don't know what that is it's got two two tube missile launchers just on its waist because why not uh, uh it's just got it's got everything there's it's it's great it's just what if we what if we had infinite budget what if the hyakushiki took lessons from the double zeta yeah, I just didn't care about budget. <laughs> what if? What if there was just no restraint whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, like you know, we talk about how the beam-resistant coating on the normal Hyakushiki doesn't really make it immune to beams. Well, you look at this thing, and uh, I don't think you're hurting this thing <laughs> if you fire at it without concentrated fire, because its armor is just gigantic and golden and thick, and it is just everywhere. Um, and it I could manage. It. it could afford to lose so many pieces 
right? Yeah, that's the other thing, is there is theoretically a Hyakushiki Kai underneath this. So if it really needed to, like, get rid of some of its armor, it, it, it could just probably purge it away, and it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, you're, like, literally digging through layers to try to hurt hurt it. It's great. Um, But, yeah. And then, okay, so we have that one. And we... Oh, no, is I'm there glad another we're layer? in agreement on that. There is one other layer. <laughs> you also have the Karaba use, I believe it is uh, made for Karaba. Uh, the land combat Hyakushiki Kai, because as we all know, Karaba is the, you know, anti-Earth uh, Federation resistance oh, on this. Earth. The land combat Hyakushiki Kai is, you know, it, funnily enough, you know, you brought up how, like, you can't really use the Mega Bazooka on Launcher on Earth. The other thing on Earth is its backpack like, wing binders don't really aid it at all. They're not, you know, them being able to fold and stuff isn't going to help them rotate. They're on Earth. Mm -hmm. So, this is a uh, Hyakushiki uh, designed specifically for land combat, um, which is pretty cool. It's got uh, seals over the limbs, uh, I think is a really neat touch. Like, if you look at, like, um, the way the limbs are designed, it's a little different, like, especially on the arms and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you don't really have as many open spaces, and even if you do have open bits... You have like a white like white layer of armor like if you look at the back of the heels and stuff it's basically designed to just be able to be used anywhere on the ground and uh mess stuff up um, yeah like responding to the the fact that the hyakushiki like specifically had trouble in like desert environments and stuff with dust getting in the joints right mm-hmm uh and it turns out for karaba it wasn't a problem because they just made this. They could have donated it to the Double Zeta kids when they were stuck in the desert, but they didn't. <laughs> Man, are you uh -huh. are you really going to give this cool thing to Beecha? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Look, I, I grow to like Beecha at least. No, uh, I, I, I I like Beecha too, but also if Beecha at asked the same me for time, a I dollar, I would him tell him to fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, this thing uh actually takes a little bit of more lesson from the full armor because. Uh, you may notice if you uh, look at its backpack, so besides having the two sabers coming out of the back, it can also mount a uh, beam cannon as well as some missiles um, mm. on there. It also has a shield, which is really different, but, um, you know, for land-based combat, uh, you know, if you're already going to be moving relatively slow anyway, may as well just throw the hunk of metal on the arm so that it has more protection. Um, sure. And it's just, it's a... The shield has a grenade launcher, which is something interesting because you don't really... I, I'm trying to think if you get a lot of those in Zeta, like, shields specifically with weapons built in. I, I mean, the Mark II more... did. Did the Mark... Yeah. Did the Mark II have grenades? Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I can't remember. See, I always associate shields with uh, grenades in them as being something, like, more of, like, the late Double Zeta to, like, CCA era. Like, especially sure. when you start getting, like the Jigen and stuff, where it's just like, oh, this has grenades all over it mm -hmm. uh, in the shields. Uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, there's a couple of earlier mobile suits that did have them, so that's fair. Um, my, my, uh, this is one objection I've always had with that idea, right? Which is, it just feels really unwise to me to put a bunch of explosives on the thing you're blocking with. I Fair. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, right? Because, um... Trying to figure out what you want to do with a shield on a mobile suit is something that I think a lot of designers, they, they wanted to do more, right? Because the sure. shield, without having another function, is just added weight. And, you know, sure, it can block against one attack, but after, you know, it gets hit by a beam or two, it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I think a lot of things later on start adding them. To be fair, um, a lot of times the, sh the, the missiles and stuff, like, for instance, on this Hyakushiki we're looking at, are mounted on a place that it's probably unwise for the shield to get hit anyway that low. Mm, that makes sense. Like, it, I, I figure they're just single-shot missiles, so it basically can just lift them, quickly fire them at a thing, and then they're gone. Um, but, yeah, I can, I can understand what you mean, though. Like, you know, making the shield uh, so expensive when it's primarily a thing designed to uh, get shot or get broken is sometimes a bit silly. Um, I guess, I, in general, like... Honestly, my real complaint is not with this at all. Um, like, at least that's on the inside of it, right? My my biggest complaint is with the... Um... Mobile's, like, Gundam The Origin redesign. 
um, which I guess we're doing uh, mechanical spoilers for the origin, which I don't think I personally I don't actually think matter. I actually for I actually forgot if the origin version even had those. Um. Well, what it has is um, with the redesign of the Zaku, it has reloading like reloads for the bazooka on the outside of the shield. Oh, on the shoulder shield, which is just um, suicide. Yeah, I. So it's see. Um, on one hand, it looks really cool, but I do get. It does look I really do cool. understand your complaint. It, it looks really cool because it's a flat surface, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, maybe we should put something on the flat surface. Um, the, I guess they could be thinking it in terms of, well, if these explosives are not primed, like if this ammo is not like you know, set in a certain way, and, like, when it's fired, it's not going to actually, like, explode in a way that's dangerous, maybe. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. it might also just be, it's kind of hard to figure out where else to put the reloads on, uh, you know, Azaku. Like, if you've got sure. the Heathawk on one skirt, you've got the, uh, ammo drum on the other, uh, you've got it carrying the bazooka in the back skirt, so it's like, you, you kind of run yeah. out of real estate for putting that, but you kind of, you know, that's probably something up to a pilot's discretion, too, right? Is, right, where it's a situation where you're like, listen, you can use this as a shield after you're out of bazooka shells. Right now, it is just a holster. Yeah, like, the thing is, I imagine a pilot might go, you know, I want to have extra ammo, that way I can, you know, have, be operating longer without having to return to the ship mm -hmm. um, for a reload. And I can see why that would be appealing, even if you think of it as, like, if that's a shield, why would you do that? Um, but, yeah, it, it, it can be a little weird sometimes, the conspicuous place where sometimes, like, missiles or ammo or that kind of thing is stored. Mm -hmm. Um, but, generally speaking, I, I, I can understand where the idea comes from. Though. Yeah, you talk, uh, you you talk also me get, through my objection. Yeah. Um, like, the, uh, the other one I think of a lot is a lot of shields that have boosters in the back of them, you know. Kind of makes sense. You're adding a hunk of metal to the mobile suit that's going to weigh it down. Well, if it's operating in space, you know, even if it's still going to accelerate a bit slower, at least if you add, like, propellant into the shield, it can maybe get a, like, slightly longer uh, time of, like, being able to speed up and boost in a direction or mm -hmm. being able to maneuver using it. Um, is that, that is a thing that also starts happening in the Double Zeta era. But, yeah. Anyway... To the original topic of the land, Hyakushiki Kaiba. Yeah, sorry. Cool. It's it's a really I, I I think it's very striking in its design because it is um it was it was definitely one of the ones made later um I believe it was MMSV alongside uh the full armor mm. and I I just really like the way it tends to be like colored and drawn because it has a you know with it being an Earth use mobile suit it also has like a lot of like roughness to it that um Okawara kind of drew onto it uh and colored onto it in a way that looks really neat to me like i think rather looks... than it being a shiny gold it's a very like dull to color be, i think it looks really cool but to be honest it doesn't look very gundam to me um fair i mean uh this is you know it's an mmsv which was in the um that was in the 90s so this is when Okawara is going through his very detail-oriented phase of designs. Like, this is, you know, the same area you have, like, uh, F-91, uh, like, right before F-91, I guess, actually, if it's 1990. Mm. But, like, um, it's kind of got that whole, like, he really liked to do a lot of, like, fine detail, finer detail, like, in that mm -hmm. era. Um, and this design is very endemic of that. You've got the cameras on the shoulders, you've got all these little, like, verniers that he's drawn on it like these little red spots it's really interesting comparing this to like one of his 0079 designs i feel but mm. yeah so it's it, the the this is probably the last variant i think is like a, a really notable one to talk about but i i quite like it um i, I just like all the yakushikis i can understand the feeling of this doesn't feel very gundam the problem is and we'll probably get to them at some point there are a lot of Gundams I really love, and uh, non-Gundam type mobile suits I really love that are not very good. Yeah, I, at all. I, I am saying that. I am not saying I dislike it. I think it's cool. Oh yeah, no, I understand that. I definitely understand, and I, it's just a thing that I've heard before where people have, you know, been like, "Huh, this design's cool. Where does it fit in the Gundam? Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, or where does it fit into the story?" 
And I definitely can understand that sentiment, though, for sure. Like, yeah. it's definitely... I can definitely get that. It's just... My, my, my lizard brain go, wow, cool robot. <laughs> sure, sure, I understand. 50 minutes, though, almost now. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think we're, ready to, we're ready to wrap here on our, our friend the Hyakushiki. Uh, first, first machine we've covered that I have a model of. Oh, yeah, that's neat. Um, I have a model of it near me. I didn't build it. Uh, my partner built it, but um, it's on display over here, too, and I, it, I love it. Um, I did build it, actually. So another reason I have a grudge against the uh, mass production Kai is I actually did buy one um, <laughs> because a website had, well, a website, a certain website that doesn't exist anymore had uh, listed the pricing correctly. And I was like, oh, geez. I'm going to grab it. Um, and so I grabbed it. But in even though I got it for pretty cheap, I still am just like, uh about the cheese gold still to this day um of course i bought it because i didn't think they would do a regular hyakushiki kai and then they did and then i was like oh because like i mentioned the mass production one uses parts of the regular hyakushiki so i just figured oh they're doing that one because it's the easier one to do and mm -hmm. then they did the one i actually wanted and then i was like okay i need to learn to uh <laughs> need to learn to predict bandai a little better but sometimes they're very unpredictable with those releases anyway but yeah. <laughs> all right so uh well that's dylan if people appreciate your love of gu of gundam and mobile suits and all kinds of robots i bet they would like to get more of that where would they do so uh they would do so on twitter.com i am at low poly robot no spaces um at the moment i have been sort of live tweeting uh through a couple of different srpg mecha games uh my favorite and least favorite genre of all time um both the getter robo daikisen game and also uh i started front mission 3 on a whim last night because i was like you know i want to play one of these that's actually like got good gameplay and not just holding me because i think looking at low poly robots is cool mm, yeah because <laughs> front mission 3 that's a good game <laughs> It also has a very cool fake internet in it, and I find it more enjoyable than trawling the real internet. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, well, I am Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, uh, and ScanlineMedia.com and Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia have my work. But, folks, until next time... You will see the tears of time. Peace. <laughs>